Welcome to Dice Camera Action in Audio Form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. We're going back to the start of the Waffle Crew's adventures in Barovia and the greater Sword Coast area and publishing them all on this new podcast feed. Going forward, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dice Camera Action RSS. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecamerraaction.gamepedia.com for full episode recaps and information about all the NPCs, guest appearances, and adopted pets of the party. For this episode, we'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew. Enjoy this suboptimal party. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Dice Camera Action, our D&D show. <laughs> that timing was impeccable. Nailed it. Nailed it. Exactly. Uh, before we jump into the recap, I just want to welcome Brooks Donahue for Donahue first coming to us on our show. I was going to call you Sister Narai, but actually, that's your character's name. Yeah, um, as a, to reiterate, nailed it. It's yes, and uh, so Brooks, uh, we'll get to you in just a second. We're going to get through the recap, then we're going to do some off-crew business, and then we'll see what Sister Narai has been up to. Swag, um, I am standing by. Thank you. Previously, in Dice Camera Action, uh, not long after the Waffle Crew returned to Waterdeep, Diath was confronted by dwarves who held him personally responsible for the deaths of over 50 of their kind, in an unfortunate incident involving an iron flask and a fire primordial. And as part of the recompense for that crime, they instructed Diath that they were counting on him to recover a trove of dwarven gold uh, uh, hidden away somewhere in the city of Waterdeep. And over the course of the season, the characters have come into contact with various other individuals who have expressed an interest or desire to obtain said gold and struck up alliances with them to one extent or another, including alliances with the Zentarum, the Castellanter family, a noble family with devil-worshipping um, tendencies, and... A, the drow leader of the Bregan Derf, one Jarlaxel Bainray. Um, Jarlaxel, of course, suggesting a partnership. The Castellanters uh, seeking a partnership so that they can use the money to save the children whose souls they damned in exchange for power years ago. And the Zentarum, because, hey, they're a shady, sinister shadow empire who thinks gold is great. Um, but... The party has had some good contacts with the Zentarum in the past. Not all of them seem to be bad eggs, and at least one of their evil leaders, Manchun, is dead. When last we left the Waffle Crew, they were in their house, the top floor of which had exploded. And uh, so the house is kind of a mess. Kind of. Kind of. Does that leave any floors unexploded? (laughs) (laughs) The first floor, the second floor, and the third, and, well, the first and the second floor are habitable at this point. The uh, Diath also set out, with Strix's help and a little bit of moral support from Jarlaxle, to reconstruct Evelyn's axe, Lightfall, which has been shattered since season two. 
And now, Evelyn, you have this weapon in your hands, and uh, holding it for five or ten minutes or so, you can attune to it, and you haven't attuned to it in a long time. So you feel its warmth course through you uh, once the attunement takes hold, and you, um, you discover what its other powers are, which is, while you're not carrying a shield, like on your hands, arms, you gain a plus one bonus to your AC while holding Lightfall with one hand, or a plus two bonus to your AC if you're holding it with both hands, Ooh. essentially using it as a deflection tool as well as a weapon. Sick. <coughs> also, when you hit a creature with the weapon and deal radiant damage, such as from your Divine Smite, the excess radiance can be turned into rays of healing. That is, in addition to its normal effect, up to six creatures of your choice within 30 feet of you regain 1d10 hit points. What? Oh. As rays, as rays spring out of the weapon and strike them full of healing That's energy. So cool. <laughs> and finally, you can cast the spell Sunbeam from the weapon, but... After doing so, Lightfall must spend one hour recharging in the sunlight to regain that ability. And Sunbeam is kind of a badass sixth level spell. Better than Moonbeam? It's you better. You can do sixth level spells, so that's. Yeah. It uh, creates a beam of brilliant light that springs from the weapon in a five foot wide, 60 foot long cone, and creatures in the line must make a constitution saving throw. If they fail the save, they take 6d8 radiant damage and are blinded until your next turn. And on a successful save, they take half damage and aren't blinded. And undead and oozes, oddly enough, have disadvantage on the saving throw. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck you, oozes. Ew, gross. <laughs> so it's like kind of comparable in some ways to Thunderwave? And the best part of it is uh, you can then continue to create new lines of radiance as your action on subsequent turns for up to a minute. So, pew, 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 <laughs> Sunbeam, pew, pew. Yeah, exactly. <gasps> this is so cool. This, the light is also considered to be sunlight, so creatures that have particular aversions and things to sunlight don't like this spell. Um, sick. Evelyn has been playing with this nonstop and just shouting at Dieth when she figures out new things it can do. <laughs> <laughs> this is so the cool! House. They're in the house. Dieth, look! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Periodically, there are like people walking around outside, and this stray beam of brilliant sunlight will just rocket out of a window or. A... Yeah. Okay. And then a giggle. <laughs> so, you all, re- the, the group received an invitation. Uh, later. Later on, let's say for argument's sake, the next day, um, you get a visitor who uh, uh, shows up on your doorstep. And he's kind of dressed like a wizard, um, got wizardly robes on. He's a maybe 20-something, 25, 28-ish year old young man with spectacles. Uh, Looks very intelligent. And uh, he's kind of soft-spoken introduces himself as Andvar Sunbreeze. He says he is Lady Rajnar's proxy um, in charge of running the auction. Mm. 
and he comes with a package uh, which he sets down on a table and you can see that it contains clothing and masks. The clothing are all burgundy, very stylish burgundy robes that can be worn over other apparel. There are hats and cowls and uh, uh, high collars on the robes and harlequin masks to conceal faces so that fully garbed, you look like somebody out of Eyes Wide Shut. Um, there's, there's no easy way to recognize who the wearer is unless they speak or betray themselves in some other way. So uh, this is part of like the auction, the way it like, kind of runs, so it's kind of anonymous? He says effectively that, yes. In order to guarantee the anonymity of the bidders and the potential winner, these costumes can be worn. You may opt not to, of course, but I guarantee you some of the other auction attendees will be wearing them because no one wants to attract undue attention. Yeah, definitely would want that. I, th I think we'll probably wear them if everyone else is okay with that. Does Evelyn think they are pretty? They are very dramatic. Um, it's like once when Evelyn was a little girl, she may have gone to a theater and watched a performance with a choir and all the choir singers were dressed in these garments so they all looked the same. Um, and just their voices. Look the whole look the same as everyone else thing, but if Dia says they should wear it, she puts it on. And uh, Anvar makes it clear, you don't have to wear it now. He, uh, just prior to the auction this evening, he or someone else appointed by him is going to come by and usher you to the auction location by magic. Fulton's just like, I dig it, and he'll just wear it now. Okay. I mean, I'm just, Strix doesn't really have a choice, so she'll probably just wear it. Okay. Well, I don't know how she's going to hide her hair under it. Yeah. <laughs> Anvar says he has to make other stops in the city to other attendees, but he does give you the opportunity to ask him any questions you might have about the auction before he departs. Is there any problem with bringing weapons? I have a new toy and I don't want to leave it at home. There's no uh, rules against bringing uh, weapons. Oh, that seems smart. Will there be on-site guards or protection in case an altercation were to break out? He says... The individuals who will be running the auction will be well protected. It will be up to the uh, bidders to take care of their own. Great. Right. And what's, like, the catering look like? He says, we have the best catering. I guess that'll do. <laughs> so the, the auction itself, is it like a silent auction where we just kind of put down how, like our top amount we're willing to pay? Or is it like a live... It's a live bidding auction, and everyone will be given uh, signs with numbers on them. Uh, you'll pick the sign when you arrive. That will be your number, and when you hold the sign up, it will be an indication to the auctioneer that you are bidding. The bidding is set to start at 10,000 gold pieces, increasing by 5,000 gold pieces with each bid until we hit 100,000 gold pieces, 
If that happens, the bids will then increase by 25,000 gold piece increments. Um, and question about that. Are we able to pick our numbers? Yes, the signs will be ready. They'll be waiting for you at the location. The earlier you arrive, the more number choices you will have. Fantastic. Okay. <laughs> Great. I wonder what Paulton's going to pick. <laughs> is anyone else that we know going to be there? Like, is any of the city guard going to be there? Or um, anyone from Acquisitions Incorporated? Or uh, anyone else that of note? No group that is attending the auction knows who else has been invited. Yeah, we do have these masks. Hmm. Uh, in a, in a, I guess, more meta way, did Evelyn and Paulton actually end up finishing that transaction with Manchun's cloak? Uh, so they still have the cloak. They ended up taking it back with them with the understanding that some paperwork would be delivered for them to review. Essentially a contract, they would review it, and if they were happy with the terms of the contract, then it could proceed. So oh, the. They're waiting on that. Okay, so no. We don't suddenly have 50,000 additional gold pieces we could use. Not yet. We will. Great. And I still have it, right? You still have the uh, cloak? Yes. Absolutely. Great. Strix is wondering if they need her to be invisible and just go around and maybe, like, press to digitate people's numbers so that they say the wrong thing. That actually... Um, was something I was considering. I don't know yet. All right. She's just going to sit there and offer her totally dishonest services. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good idea, though. I'll have to see how this goes. All right. Well, she says that I mean, there's no good thing that she can do in any sort of situation that involves outfits this fancy. So... All right, well, I'll let you know. I will be at your service. If there are no more questions, then I will take my leave. And as I said, either I or another designated representative will be back later today to teleport, or rather uh, use a teleportation circle spell to transport to the auction location. Sounds lovely. Thank you. Wait, I have a question before you leave. He, he looks at you attentively. Everyone else has their questions? Because I have, I have a last question for him. Yeah, Paulton, have at it. For me, good sir, could you have a good day? Yes, I shall. Thank you. Then no further questions. <laughs> and he'll leave. Uh, can I take this brief moment to ask another question about Lightfall? Yes, absolutely. Does it still, because um, it was blessed and it did <laughs> uh, an additional 2d6 radiant damage against fiends or undead, does it still do that? It still has all of its original properties. All the original, okay, cool. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And there is no equivalent weapon to this in like existing D&D items that I Correct. could find in D&D Beyond. Okay, cool. Correct. Thank you. 
Yours is unique. That's what's up. All right. <laughs> so, um, is, is there anything in particular you want to, just in summary, like to do before you are whisked away this evening? Um, man, I'm not entirely super sure. You hear the kids stomping around upstairs. Maybe take care of that. (laughs) What? DF. Yes. I have a request. What is it? We need to keep the cloak safe and guarded. Yeah. Before the paperwork comes in as to not lose out on this, and I quote, ass load of money (laughs) we are going to get. Right. Do you have like a, like some kind of secure chest or container or like box that like locks up? (laughs) I feel like you'd be the guy to hit up for that. Sadly, Paulton, no, I don't. Not anymore. Mm, Disappointing. Sure is. Drix, maybe you could put it in some sort of other like dimension or something. Uh, I can't do that. (laughs) <laughs> Could you make it a chicken? And I mean, I can just color? wear it. Why don't you just let me wear it? I'll just put it on. That is a fantastic idea. Isn't it really mark? evil? No, it it's, won't attune to me, even though it's evil. It won't do anything. It just won't work because right. I'm not evil. Yeah. At least as far as I know, I'm not evil. I might be. Am I evil? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Evelyn checks. She puts her hand to her forehead like a mom. He's <laughs> like... Ah. As much as I hate myself, I must be evil. No, no, not evil. I would know. It's okay. You still got time. But for now, cloak, wear. Good All idea. Right. Okay, Strix will put it on. Not that she, she's no stranger to multiple layers. Yeah. So she'll put on that and then put the other outfit on top of it. Sure. She feels strangely kind of burdened by it, but she, she'll Ugh. be fine. Ugh, gross. I don't like it. It's itchy. Ugh. Yeah. It's very itchy. It's one to right. And I, I inform everyone that evil is itchy. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't bothering Paulton, though. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. That is, as it is written in the great text that evil itches like a fiend. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll put that on and, and then uh, put my other garments on top of it. Yes. The, the more theatrical garments that have been provided to you are very light. They, don't, they hardly weigh anything as you toss the, the, the gown over you with the, with the high collar. And as you fit the hat on, you won't be able to wear your hat, Strix, and the hat that, no. that accompanies this. Oh, I don't... I, I'll just wear the hat for the... That's for the outfit. Okay. I am going to complain that the robe is going to Jim, though, and just say that we need to take the collar off because he doesn't need that sort of fanciful, <laughs> fanciful accoutrement to add to his already giant, tall ego. Yeah, Seth, I, Seth, you know what? I agree. <laughs> I, I, I say, however, this Jim wants to wear it is totally is totally their call. They are the purchaser, so. Uh, I, I just I just want it to be sold in the condition that it was sold in. Mm-hmm. I don't want to show up with last second oh. revisions. <laughs> I'll make sure to sweat in it a lot. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, we could probably upcharge for that. <laughs> All right. Um, any other business? Wait, do you want me to do the, the legal thing or not? Uh, uh, look, here's the thing. I know we're going in here and everyone's expecting me to have a plan and how we can handle this to make sure we get the Stone of Galore and I'm going to level with you guys. I got nothing. I we can switch it out for a fake. That would require 
creating a fake in a limited amount of time. At the same time, the last thing I wanted to do is somehow draw the ire of both Jorlaxle or the Castle Lanterns, because as far as either party knows, I'm helping them. But that shouldn't be our goal. The one thing that we really need to make sure is that neither one of them end up with that stone. Back, back up, back up, back up, back up. Stone of what now? The Stone of Galore, a special artifact of sorts that's somehow a key to getting people into the Undermountain to find this treasure hoard of hundreds of thousands of gold pieces. What if, last resort, just saying, if I'm wearing this robe, I could alter myself to look like Manchun and then steal it and be like, boo, I'm Manchun. <laughs> Whether and then it works or not, I could just recall myself back to our house with the stone and everyone be like, oh no, Manchun stole it. The Actually, only flaw with this I could possibly think of is that don't people know Manchun is dead? No, he had a bunch of clones. Oh, that's so true. Yeah, there was like four Manchun. I don't know. I actually don't hate that plan. I think it's great. As long oh, as you, no, I'm Manchun. As long as you think you can pull it off and get yourself out of there safely. I don't care. I mean, right. I wouldn't consider this like, you know, this is something we're doing for good, right? Yet this isn't just like lying and stealing, right? As far as I understand it, I admit this is a little complicated for me with all these people and keeping track of who's evil and who's not. Right, I mean, I don't consider either one of them to be, you know, worthy of all this money. And besides, that the money doesn't belong to them. Right. So in this case, it's like a, you know, rightful place kind of situation. Right. The money needs to go to the right place. Right. And so does this stone of... Gabor. Right. Um, not to point it out, but as I was putting out that idea, Chris was smiling a little bit too much. I saw that. <laughs> so, I'm glad he's happy. <laughs> Great. Uh, anyway, but yeah, so that's my idea. So, you know, uh, that is all I got. Putting myself in harm's way for everyone else. Well, it's a good idea, Strix. Um, definitely keep that in mind because it might come to that. All right. If yeah. then, just give me a wink or something when it's time to turn into Manchun underneath my other outfit and walk up to the stone and be like "boo" and then leave. Okay, I'll give you a signal. You'll know. Okay. All right. That's our backup plan. All right. Sounds good. That if there is no other business, uh, the day passes. Um, you, you'd clean up the house a little bit, at least try to make the downstairs presentable so that people can come back in and buy stuff. And uh, that, the coven is there. Yeah. Uh, we'll also make sure that they also kind of keep an eye on the kids too. Okay. I was going to ask how you're going to babysit the kids this time. They can definitely, yeah. they can definitely do that. Yeah. I'll tell Deer now she's in charge. Okay. And uh, then. But no killing. No killing. There's no, no killing. killing children. Fair, fair. Okay. Anvar returns at about, I'm going to say six bells, 6 p.m. And 
asks you if you're ready to go. Uh, yeah, everyone make sure we're dressed up in our yeah. our robes and masks first. Okay. Even so, like, although she's supposed to look like everyone else, very obviously has a giant shield on her back underneath her robe and a giant battle axe like sticking out through the neck hole mounted on her back. Is she also like oddly like floating in place a little bit? Mm-hmm. Like the bottom of her robe just like scraping against Yeah. Her. Because all of a sudden she's actually like an average height, but that's she seems to be kind of like floating at that average height. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. I like it. Okay. Uh, and then uh, since you're all dressed up in your costumes, <laughs> and I love I, the idea that the bottom of Evelyn's robe just sort of billows kind of because her feet aren't actually touching the ground. Mm-hmm. And, and, the way she has an idol champions, she's just kind of yeah, like this. Just drifts, yeah. just yeah. kind of bobs and... Uh, Anvar says he needs to inscribe a circle on the floor, if that's all right. He'll do it in chalk so it can be cleaned off. Oh, the teleportation circle? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fine, right? Okay. Strix, is that fine? Is that how it works? I mean, at this point, I'm pretty yeah. sure we're not worried about the floors. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it doesn't interfere with my, my recall spell, that's fine. No, it, okay. he, tell, he assures you it will not. Okay. And then uh, he, once he completes that, and that takes him about a minute, he then uh, puts the chalks away and uh, pulls out some precious stones and uh, begins casting the spell. With all of you standing in the circle together, you are suddenly whisked away, teleported into a chamber that is made of stone. It looks like a quarter of a hemisphere. So one long wall kind of has a rounded quality and arcs up toward a point on the ceiling. And then there are two flat walls that converge at 90 degree angles. So it does kind of look like, if you were to look at this room top down, it would look like the quarter of a circle. There is a door on the arcing circular outer wall also made of stone with some wizardly runes carved into it. It looks super, super fancy. The circle that you appear in is similar to the one you left, uh, but a little bit more care and time was taken in its design so that it would kind of, it looks more like a permanent or semi-permanent fixture here. The room is decorated with tapestries. There are two other exits besides the ornate door, one on each of the flat walls. Uh, And one of those exits is blocked by a pair of statues that have halberds actually crossed such that they're right in front of the door, basically blocking it. But the other exit is thrown wide open. And you can see a larger semicircular chamber, roughly semicircular chamber beyond that voices are coming out of as well as music. And it seems like a gathering area for the guests. You can smell food and wine and you can see tables covered with tablecloths and all sorts of decorations, including what appear to be ice sculptures. I'm like 110% doing the whole like grandma putting snacks in her purse thing. (laughs) Just, like, taking, like, you know, and just putting them in there. There are valets um, in this room who um, 
are, are there uh, to address any needs you might have. They're just sort of standing on each side of the open double door. And inside the room, you catch a glimpse of Amalia Castellanter kind of leaning over and looking at some food. We can tell it's her. She's and not in she is not in costume. Hmm. Oh, that's a power play. <laughs> that sure is. And then you see some servants in there as well. And you hear voices of other people in the room, but you don't see them. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Dieth, what's the plan? What are we doing? Uh, I told you I don't know. Anvar says, if you will kindly just stand to the side of the circle, I have to leave and collect some more guests. Oh, yeah, sorry. Sorry, we'll step out of the circle. Sorry. Yeah. Also, I'm holding the Staff of Power right now, too. Oh, <laughs> oh this okay. Right, staff of the Magi. So, like, just in case, like, I'm just like, yeah, I'm real fancy mage. You don't know who's under here. Maybe it's Banshoon. Ooh. <laughs> I, uh... If possible, with my outfit, I actually would like to have put the cape of billowing under the robe. <laughs> oh, sure. So that occasionally while I'm staying there, I can just make it like... <laughs> be like Fair. Oh. Awesome. Oh, so okay. each one of you will be very recognizable. Yeah. In the I'm so glad. Like, yeah. <laughs> Who are you talking about, sir? <laughs> There's anonymity. None of us know who anyone here is. Oh, yes, indeed. Good, sir. Impeccable. Well, the first thing we need to do is, first thing we should try to do is maybe figure out where the stone itself is. Stone? Uh, What stone? I'm looking to buy a stone. I wish to to find some pottery or jewelry or... Uh, Watching um, this is painful for me. (laughs) I'm going to I'm going to to walk away and just like silently listen to everyone or just like act like I'm eating snacks and just try and overhear people. All right. When you walk through the double doors into the larger room, (laughs) leaving your Accented, accented friends <laughs> behind. You see immediately. <laughs> like we're strolling by the snack table, like, yeah. floating. Just your little rope. Yes, we'll buy all the things. Uh, oh my god! Uh, you pass by a table that has a number of numbered signs. They're basically sticks with numbers at the top of them on placards. Uh, very decorative looking, with little gold filigree frames, um, and you can see uh, that they're all sort of laid out in numerical order in multiple rows. Are people taking them already, or, or does it seem like we're waiting? Uh, it doesn't look like anybody has taken a number yet. One there? One is there. Evelyn takes one. <laughs> uh, what is the uh, number range, Chris? <laughs> one to 68. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Called out. Wow. Odd number to end. Wow. I'm just saying, Chris, Chris is definitely watching the truth this right now. I'm just like, oh, you steal 69 from Paul. Uh, the numbers go up to 24. Hmm. I will, I will take... Uh, can I take 12? Yeah. I, 
Like, he grabs 12, like, like mutters to himself. Mm-hmm. He's like, 12. Looks around, he's like, no one's going to get that. Oh, well, I get it. <laughs> Walks away kind of defeated. Okay. Uh, Anvar will say before he disappears in the circle that uh, you can either take one number to represent your group or if you plan to bid individually, you can have multiple numbers. Uh, and you don't have to take them now. You can wait until just before the auction begins, and then he starts casting his spell to leave. Um, I'll probably just wait to see what's left over. Okay. Well, currently there's 2 through 11 and 13 through 24. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll probably wait closer to the actual sure. meeting. Strix, when you walk into the room... You can see that there are multiple tables spread out over the area. This room is also part of what seems to be a very much larger sphere or hemisphere uh, that this building is shaped in. Uh, You can see that apart from the resplendent displays of food and the rugs and the tapestries and all the other adornments, servants walking around with platters that have wine flutes on them, there are a number of figures who have already arrived, none of them are wearing the costumes. What? So we're just wearing these costumes and no one else is? Apparently everybody else who's here right now elected to come as they are. Whatever. And what you can- fools? I'm <laughs> <laughs> So you can see uh, some familiar faces, including the Castellanters, Victoro and Amalia. You see near Victoro is his tall tiefling manservant, the snooty fellow who mistook you once for a chimney sweep. That's right. Um, you also see a number of other familiar faces, including um, Zentarum members that you met at the docks uh, early in the campaign. Inclu- oh, yeah. Including a dark-skinned dwarf in gold armor whose name escapes you. A, sure does. A sun elf bard uh, and his female half-orc bodyguard. And... Sister Narai. Okay, I remember Sister Narai. Yes. When last you saw Sister Narai, she was helping you at the Waffle House defend against a Xanathar attack. Oh, what an array of persons there are. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a colorful group. pronounced a Narai of persons, actually. Thank you. <laughs> and Sister Narai, you see um, this... Veil, this veiled figure with a staff and uh, two more or three more enter behind that person um, all dressed the same and uh, your retinue opted against the costumes simply because Istrid uh, being a dwarf didn't feel like she was fooling anybody Okay, so uh, so our, and can I roll to see if I re- they clearly recognize me? Uh, can I roll to see if I recognize these guys, or do um, I recognize? Them? Uh, as they start to pour into the room, you can make an insight check to see if there's anything about them that might betray who they are. Yeah, probably uh, probably, probably lots. No, right it's a, oh wait, do I have it? Not what is one. that? Oh, oh no. that one. <laughs> no, you're not. All that great luck that I had my first session. Yeah. I guess it was go. just my first session. No, they, they're, they're kind of strange. 
But other than that, you haven't put the pieces together yet. As the rest of you look around the room and recognize Sister Narai and the members of the Zentarum and the Kesselanters, you also see that Sister Narai was, up until this moment, talking to a male dwarf with bad fire scars on his face and body. And Diath, you recognize him as Kazgrid Dragonheel, the survivor of Iron Slag. Is he the sole survivor? I can't remember. He was the he was the one witness who who you met who was actually at the scene. Gotcha. I wanna I wanna go over to Evelyn and just kind of whisper like, "Hey, yeah, I changed my mind. I, I, is it too late to pick a different voice?" Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you don't have to. I just I thought think of a you need to voice. go with yours if you want. Oh, you don't have to. It's it'll be fun. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm gonna go with the good one. Okay. All right. Uh, All right. So, Fulton's gonna go up to Dieth. He's and uh, he's gonna be like, "Ooh, interesting <laughs> to see you here." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not cool. They're burning at the same time or something. While this is going on, uh, the the Sun Elf Bard Davil Starsong he he goes off uh, and sort of uses the restroom while his uh, the ma- the the uh, the restroom on the opposite side of the room, and his half orc bodyguard stands outside, while he does. Uh, Lady Castellanter comes over to your group, and I need to make an insight check for her. See if she knows who you are. Miss it. Miss it. Miss it. Um, not awesome. Okay. And, uh, she walks over and says, do you know who I am? Uh. Ooh, me? No, should we? I am Lady Amalia Castellanter of House Castellanter, one of the most influential families in Waterdeep. Oh, that's so quaint. Oh, so divine, yes. I want that stone. And if you I stand... Don't we all. And if you stand in my way, you won't leave here alive. Oh, well, don't worry about that. I'm pretty sure it's a seated auction, so we'll all be <laughs> fine. Do you, do I hear this? Uh, oh, yes. You're right there. But I, they, I, they said they wouldn't kill me. I say that. <laughs> I'll give her another roll. <laughs> and she says, you I'm sound like, familiar. Uh, I just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> what an odd creature she was. I just, I just walk away. That's like oblivion. I just let any rabble in here these days. Well, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and then she, she takes her drinks, both of them, and walks away. In fact, she downs one and puts it on a tray and then keeps the other one. Oh... Yeah, no matter what, she can't have that stone. Should I drug her? What? You have drugs? I mean, I've always got some, like, sleep... I've got those sleepy time pies that I give Squidly. Oh. They're just sleepy time pies that that I give Squidly when I don't want to listen to them anymore. 
That um, sounds like parenting. <laughs> that sounds like drugging minors. <laughs> Child abuse? I, I'd say Squidly's actually pretty major, so. Hmm. Fair. Fair. Uh, um, weren't, weren't we gonna pretend that she was Manchu and she's just gonna die? Oh, yeah, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> I love how a plan holds together. <laughs> yeah. A real good plan. This is going great. Yeah, yeah I'm going to do that. supposed to be the mastermind behind the plan. Tell us what to do. I have a plan. Don't worry. It'll be great. Yeah. Don't let him do the plan. <laughs> you should let me do it. He's having too much fun with the theatrics. Just Maybe like Sister that. Narai knows something. Sister Narai starts Sister like waves. Who? So, Sister Rai... Do I overhear? I'm overhearing. I'm going to, like, roll. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to overhear that, like, if so, I don't know. Uh, so that's, like, uh, uh, perception, 21 perception? Oh, yeah, it clicks. And then I, like, look, and is, does it click like they're talking about me, or does it click like, oh, motherfucker, these guys. These guys. <laughs> oh, okay. and I look, and I just, like, make eye contact and immediately turn away. Like, <laughs> and why are of all the people to be here... But when you recognize someone at a party and you're like, oh, it's like, so it's like when your them. ex is there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, It'd be easier if we don't talk about them, but they definitely noticed me. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to stay kind of conspicuously like uh, turned away, but um, definitely overhearing with that 21. Oh, no. I know. Diet. How about Paulton and I revive the hit series Distraction Force and you and Strix orchestrate the stone stealing? A great start. Before anything else, we need to know where this stone even is. We'll have to do some recon. So, oh. Do you want me to go rat over there? I can go look as a rat. Enjoy the party. <clears throat> Everyone mingle. Maybe try Try to listen in, eavesdrop, gather whatever information you can. Uh, when you turn to a rat, all your clothes go with you, right? Yeah. <laughs> Everything goes with me. Yeah. Uh, good plan. Sounds good. And Paul's just going to turn and like walk to like a different group of people talking. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever's nearby. Uh, probably the closest to you, Paulton, would be Lord Castellanter and his tiefling manservant. Mm. I'm just gonna walk. I'm gonna walk up. Just be like, "Oh, what a fancy dinner party we're at here!" Mm. <laughs> yes. All right, Victoro is gonna make a check to see if he cracks this uh, disguise of yours. Oh, okay. He rolled pretty good. Uh, you can make a deception check since you're mm-hmm. cover. You're concealing yourself. Yes, I can. Opposed by his insight. <clears throat> so, 22. Okay. Uh, he says, uh, he kind of, he kind of uh, hears you, then smiles and says, Ah, very good. You've arrived. Excellent. And I see you brought your friends. Diath, is it? Diath Woodrow, right? Oh, have I got that wrong? 
I know not of who you speak, darling. <laughs> Just start stirring the word like one's like overpouring. Yes. He says, I trust you've had a few days now to consider our arrangement, our possible deal, what we can do for you. The Castellata family is influential, as I said. And, of course, this is for our children. <laughs> well, I'm just kind of... Mmm. That didn't work. And then you can actually hear him say out loud to the tiefling, I'm not sure we can count on them. Uh. <laughs> That's right. I like, yeah. I like turn around and do a quick <laughs> suggestion and be like, yes, you can. <laughs> All right, you're going to cast the spell? Yeah. Oh, right. no. No. Oh, man. Uh, no. If you can't even take getting red without throwing out a suggestion spell, man. <laughs> uh, what's the save, DC? Um, is, would you say uh, uh, my hand from hell is on my person? Uh, that's entirely up to you. Okay. I'd love to know where on your person it is. But Don't yes, we can say it Probably is. Probably like, I would like tucked like into like my belt or something. He's just like kind of hooked onto a belt loop. Got it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, why why so, wouldn't you bring your hand to a party? I don't, yeah. Exactly. So, um, so with the hand, it's a uh, wisdom 20. Okay. Um, you cast the spell. It does not take hold. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> and I would like at least you for the moment to roll initiative because I don't think anybody else really got a sense oh. of what's going on yet. No, I, I was going to say before this happened that I was already a rat. <laughs> like, I'm already a rat. As soon as, like, it was like, we need reconnaissance. I'm like, I'm gone. Okay. I can't talk to these people without fucking so you, up. So <laughs> you just sort of, you disappear essentially down into rat form and, like, crawl around a table, like, the, yes. underneath a tablecloth. I'm just trying to find where the stone is. Got it. Um, so, uh, Paulton, what was your initiative? 18. 18. Oops. Now you gone, done it. Uh, what do you do when you realize the spell hasn't taken hold and Victoro seems, uh, first of all, aghast, and then really, really, his face goes from surprise to blistering anger? Eeg. I tell him, I like... So I'm, I'm still, like, pretty close to him, right? Yeah, yeah. And you also, you can also realize now, he, because he's a half-elf, you think he's actually super resistant to charms. I'm just like, it's like, all right, look, I'm so sorry. I just, I just have to play into this role. It doesn't have to do with you. We are absolutely looking forward to, to working with you. Um, it's this, I, this is just something that, like, needs to be played up. Just, like, play along. They're watching, but it's okay. It's okay. We're in this together. <laughs> we are in this together. Don't worry. You have my word. <laughs> okay, and that's your action. Yeah, is that uh, is that any kind of roll? <laughs> Give him the entire plan. Is that an action or a bonus action? <laughs> um, yeah, you can make another deception check. Oh my god! Against oh, his insight. I'm trying to. Pre- yeah, uh, well, um, no, you're deceiving him. Oh, okay, cool, great. Okay, uh, so that is a 27. Okay. He, again, so sorry. Your, your complex motives uh, and twisted plots confuse him for a moment. <laughs> and uh, 
Then, suddenly, the anger disappears. As quickly as the anger appeared on his face, it disappears, and he just laughs. laughs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you? Did we just have a shot of just them laughing to each other, like thirty, like 30 <laughs> seconds straight. Exactly. <laughs> Dalton's laughing with him, just like. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just it's just a prank? That's very him. good because I was about to banish you. <laughs> oh, it's, that's good. Yeah, I, I do. Do that too. That's a good one. That's a good one. That yes. gets him every time, right? right? Half elf. Yeah, right? Right. Who, would, who would try and who would uh. try and, and in their right mind, you know, suggest to a half elf? And while this is going on, the rest of you can see that Amalia Kesselenter has maneuvered herself behind Paulton. Not very close, but close enough that should her husband give her any sign, any signal, even so much as a wink, she would snuff him out. Ooh, can Evelyn come up with a drink and be like, ah, I'm singing you! Absolutely. And her face. Yes. During all of this, Strix and, can Strix and Death go in like opposite direction for recon? <laughs> yeah, Strix, you see, is yeah. just scuttling away on the floor. Yeah, just mm-hmm. whatever, just disperse. Uh, Strix rats around and I'll kind of like maneuver through crowds and try to overhear um, and try to kind of get a vibe for what yeah. everyone's intent is. Okay. Um, That's an insight check. And okay. it's a perception check for you, Strix, to see if okay. you notice anything from your new ultra-low rat's right. eye view. Can I quick check in? So so uh, it sounds like um, Paulton and, oh God, Paladin, the other... Uh, Evelyn. Evelyn. Yes, Evelyn, thank you, are together, and then Strix and Dioth kind of veered off, correct? Yeah, correct. So they're both... So it's three... So Strix and Dioth are both alone, as opposed to... You know, well, you don't see Strix, because she kind of sure. disappeared, but Dioth so is alone. as far as I can see, Dioth is alone. Okay, great. Yeah. Or who, uh, you, who you might assume is Dioth, because they're, they're, the three of the, that you can see are still costumed. Okay. I mean... Sensible. Yeah. You could probably put it together. Yeah, by now, you by the, by the way they move, and the fact that Dioth hasn't said anything yet probably means that's him. Okay. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so um, Diath, what was your role? Uh, insight was 18. With that, you can see that people basically here who aren't servants are just waiting impatiently for the auction to begin. They just want to get the stone and, and get out. Okay, this, but, this, but it sounds like pretty much everyone <laughs> here is for the stone. Yes, absolutely everyone here. Nobody here seems to be here for any other reason that you can ascertain. Damn. Okay. Uh, Strix, what was your role? Uh, six. Okay. Your rat's eye view gives you basically a good look at people's boots and boot buckles. Okay. Um, and you can look up their garments. Oh, um, I don't do that. Right. <laughs> uh, but you don't see much on the floor. The floor is absolutely cleaned. Uh, there's, there's, there's no sign of the stone down here. All right. Um, or, or hidden underneath a table, say, or anything like that. No sign of the stone whatsoever. Can I cast as a rat or no? No, because you have to be able to do the components of the spell. Okay. Well, maybe this one doesn't need it. Let me see. Because um, I wanted to cast Detect Magic. Does it have... Well, it would have some components. Look. You can't speak as a rat. You can't somatic component as a rat. And you can't mm. use material components in your current form because your material components are absorbed. Okay. Can I 
turn back into myself under a table? You absolutely can do that. Okay, I'm under a table now as myself, and I'm going to cast Detect Magic to try and find the stone. Okay. Sister Narai, you see this, like, end of a staff sort of stick out from underneath the table. <laughs> Whoops. Strix has a I, uh, so if I have an opportunity, can I use, like, could I, like, use, like, my, my, uh, my deflect missiles to catch the end of, I mean, clearly the spell gets cast, but could I snatch the end of the staff and look under the table to see who, whose staff that is? Yeah, you could just lift or up the tablecloth. Or is Lord just excited? Let me take a look. I'll uh, just, I'll, I'll lift up the tablecloth. Yeah, you see Strix is, like, casting a spell under there and she hasn't noticed you yet. Um, all right, I, uh... So Narai is going to look under the table um, and just kind of poke her head down and say, what the hell are you doing? I'm trying to find the stupid stone of galore thing so I can turn into Manchun and take it. Noted. (laughs) (laughs) This is going swimmingly. Um, Diath, as you wander off... um, you see through the open doors into the greeting hall, new arrivals. Anvar appears <laughs> and uh, is joined by three figures. Two women dressed outlandishly. Um, they almost uh, kind of look like cabaret dancers. And a man, uh, lithe, scantily clad, with sort of uh, sort of crisscrossing leather straps in place of a shirt, his bare chest and chest hair visible underneath, and tall, thigh-high boots. You see he's got full mane of, dark, of curly hair, a handlebar mustache and a Van Dyke beard, and he's got a mug of ale in one hand and a pirate's hat on the other. Looks like he's from wherever Evil Dieth was from. And a guitar in the shape of a mystical symbol. Right. Exactly. And he's got uh, these, these two ladies uh, basically on his arms when he arrives, and uh, the three of them are just laughing and having a ball. And they come sauntering in, um, prancing, really. Uh, they enter the room. Uh, and they're not wearing the robes either, huh? Correct. Cool. In fact, you wish they were wearing more yeah. of anything. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And we were the ones who showed up to the costume party that wasn't a costume party in costume. We got got. Well, no, it just so happens that you're in a room with a bunch of flaming egotists. (laughs) (laughs) It's the narcissist convention. (laughs) Pretty much. This is the narcissism. This is, this is. Narcon. Yeah, Narcon. (laughs) Narcon is a different thing, I think. (laughs) Fair. All good. It's all good. Narsicon will do. All right, um, well, he sounds fabulous, and I will do my best to not get in his way or his attention at all. Okay. Evelyn will grab Lady Castellanter and swing her around and be like, look at that dish! <laughs> Isn't he a sweet piece of sugar leather? I'm really glad you said... I'm really glad you said dish. Yeah. Because I went, my brain went somewhere completely else. 
Well, that's the difference between the other people, and I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Amalia sort of tears herself away and says, don't touch me. Oh, so here, have a drink. She swats it down on the floor. <gasps> How dare you? I am mortified at your manners. I've never. You're ruining a dinner party. <laughs> You're out of wine. It's all on the it's floor. <laughs> like helicoptered it all out of the floor. And uh, it's at that point, since you're you're both fairly close to her, you can see that she wears around her neck an absolutely stunning gold chain that has a tiny reliquary, almost like a little vial at the end of it, and it seems to be filled of red fluid like blood. Interesting. Oh, what's that on your neck? She says, you are ghastly people. And she walks away. How rude. I don't know the answer to, I'm just saying. Fair. Um, at this point in time, uh, Paulton, while you're distracted, uh, the tiefling manservant has very subtly handed Victoro his walking cane. Uh, you can see that it is a resplendent gold uh, long rod that he uses to walk that has sort of a, a glittering ruby on its tip. And uh, Victoro now has that in his possession. Um, and cool. uh, he says, Ah! That must be Captain Zord. I've, looked, I've been looking so forward to meeting him. And he walks over to introduce himself to the new arrival. At which point all of you can see Victoro come over, greet Captain Zord. They shake hands. Uh, Captain Zord uh, loudly and boisterously proclaims, Why, this is the dreariest party I've ever been to. <laughs> but it's much better now that we're here. Oh, look at that! And he goes over to this ice sculpture and uh, climbs up on the table and starts humping it. Oh. I'm definitely not looking at this. <laughs> I'm scandalized! I'll just... Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I just, like, take off the costume. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I am over this. So now everybody can see Paulton. Why did you do that? I mean, I'm famous here anyway, so whatever. This That's party just point. got cooler. You shouldn't be showing your face. That's fine. Just I didn't that. plan ingress and egress for your signing. <laughs> Look, this whole plan, I have no idea where we expected to go with this. And now I'm tired. I'm going to get more wine. You can continue. You're doing great. Evelyn's like this to the whatever's going on with the ice sculpture, and she goes over to see if she can find Strix. Okay. Strix, uh, you cast your spell? Yes, there's staff sticking out of one of the under the tables. Yes. And uh, at the end of the spell, what happens? Um, I mean, I'm hoping to find the stone. I want to know where the stone is. Okay, and it, it has a range of, what, a 1,000 feet? Yeah. Okay, it doesn't register as being anywhere within the range oh. of the spell. Okay. <sighs> so stupid. This whole thing is stupid. All right, I just get out from under the table and stand there, and I'm just like, 
going to wait until they tell me to take it. Some more people arrive. Uh, these ones are costumed, like you. Okay, good. Um, oh, thank God. <laughs> and uh, by then, the drunk Captain Zord climbs off, off the table, uh, realizing riding an ice sculpture is probably not the most comfortable thing in the world. Um, he, he needs a little help getting off the table, apparently, but the, the two ladies with him help him down. And uh, he goes looking for some more wine and just happens to reach for the same glass Paulton does. Oof. Does he, like, touch it? Yeah. Just like, yeah, that's all you, buddy. Go ahead. <laughs> and uh, he says, I am Captain Zord. I did not ask. And then he but, leans in. But really, I'm an old friend. An old drow friend. Oh, no. I, like, go for the wine again. It's like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to need that more than you. <laughs> he, he lets you take it. And uh, he says, We are working together to get the stone, no? Are, are you really asking... You're asking me what the plan is? All oh, right, how ridiculous of me. And he walks away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Gosh, like, you know, know, know your demographic, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, do I, like, see, like, where I could suspect that the items for auction are being, like, held or secured? There's been no indication that the objects are on display. You've seen no displays. And there, there, is, like a- there is, however, um, apart from the exit you came through the greeting chamber, there is another closed set of double doors that, no, that are, haven't been breached yet. So maybe they're behind there. I'm going to go for those doors. And is, okay. is, anyone, like, is there anyone guarding it or nope. anything? Nope. There are servants wandering around, but they're not anywhere near the doors. When you go over and you crack them open, you can see that the room beyond is another quarter of a circle. It sort of completes the circle on this level. And there is an auction stage to your left, and then the rest of the room are chairs arranged on a riser. It kind of looks like a lecture hall, um, arranged on a higher riser where people can sit in rows. You bet that this is probably where the auction is going to be held. But again, you don't see any items on display in here. Well, I was right about the seating. Um, is there like, is there a door? Yeah, and there are only there are only twenty four seats too in the room. Uh, there is a there is another door in that room. Based on your idea of what the configuration of this layout is, you think that door leads back around to the greeting room. The it's the door that's blocked by the statues on the other side. Huh. So there and are then, no other exits. And there doesn't really seem like there's anything else, any other, like, inside areas or anything like that? No. And then there's a couple bathrooms. Mm. I'm going to go back out mm-hmm. to um, who, who, in the, who, who in the party is, like, closest? Strix. She's under a table she- still. But. Yeah, you can see my staff sticking Evelyn out. Evelyn already walked over there to her. 
Okay, so I'm also like gonna crawl under the table too, just like okay. right, like just right <laughs> next to your like, Cool. Hey. Yes. Um there isn't any shit to buy. No, we have to wait for it to start. No, like I'm pretty sure there's like nothing here. Oh no. Did you find anything? Do you think this is a trap? I didn't, which is probably dumb. At this point in time, uh, <laughs> Captain Zord goes over to you, Evelyn. You're still in costume. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, My dear, your resplendence is diminished by these plain robes. <gasps> you jawlaxel. Indeed it is. <gasps> Are you doing like a, a disguise thing? Yes, I am. Oh, that's real nice. Don't you like I, it? I I do. It's very revealing. <laughs> I was I was doing a bit before with Paulton, but as usual, he got tired of it and left to do something else. So now I'm all alone. Do you want to do a bit with me? Do I hear this? No, but you sense it. I'm standing right by the table. Oh, that's true. You're not that far away. So no, yes, like, you're having, Paulton's having a whispered conversation under the table. They're having a whispered conversation by the table. And I guess Paulton and Evelyn are kind of back to back. She like says, I turn, I'm like, I'm right here. Also, this is probably a trap. Did you not, there's nothing here. Yeah, I know you've told me that. There's nothing between us. I get it. You don't have to rub it in anyway. Sister Narai asks, or Sister Narai, Istrid comes over to you, and uh, Kazgrid is with her. And she says, do you know those strange people? Okay. You seem to know those strange people. (laughs) I do have a thing for this. So, uh, not muted. Um, So what I was going to say is, uh, I was, I'm like, I rolled a, an, uh, a perception to see if I heard any of this whispered conversation mm-hmm. going on. Cause as far as I knew, I was right next to the table for most of that. Right. I yes. never said that I left the table. Right. As far as I remember, Strix, I like looked under the table. Strix was like, I, this is what the plan is. And then I said noted. And then I stepped back and kind of stood there. Mm-hmm. And then I heard her kind of like huff or something like, damn it. And <laughs> then everyone else came over right. and I'm going to just be inconspicuous and drink my empty cup. Um, and kind of listen to this shit go down. I just rolled a 24 for perception to hear some slash whatever I can of this go Yeah, down. we'll say you heard all of it. Great. So I... You hear a particularly loud, do you think this is a trap? <laughs> yeah, I mean, particularly loud for you guys, but I, um, I'm going to head out to... I'm going to head to Istrid before she kind of... I'm going to, like, get away from this... Yeah thing going on uh, you know i see i see you know captain nutslinger come over and start to <laughs> nice and i'm like nice. yo i think that this is too many too many protagonists in one area so i'm going to get out of the way real quick right istrid says that guy who crawled under the table looks like the the musical legend paulton seppa that's the, the, the one in the, the one in the same um legend. I, we I, have to get out what we're not leaving without the stone it's not here. What do you mean? Listen, there's someone under the table who just who was who was searching for the stone. She told me so herself. I heard her huff and puff after she cast cast the spell. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, 
heard you, her, you, I heard you, her huff and puff after casting the spell. She didn't give. She said. She said that it wasn't there. They were. They were talking amongst themselves and said it could be a trap. If there isn't any, if there aren't any exits, I think. That they Why might. should I trust her? Turns to the table and you see her talking we've, like staff. <laughs> we've made a deal with the dwarves to get the stone. I can't renege on that now. Do we need to get it now, tonight? This is too convenient of a situation. If it ends up in someone else's hands, we won't know who they are and we won't be able to get it. Then we can watch. But I need to, we need to stay close to the exits. Is there any way for us to track it once it's gone? I don't know. If it's already hidden from, from, from any kind of scrying or detection, that's one thing. But if they've gathered all of us in here for no, for... If they've gathered all of us in here on a boondoggle, we could be in for some serious trouble. Watch the exits, watch the doors, and watch everyone who works here. These four, they seem to know a little bit more than they're letting on, I reckon. There's something familiar about them. I can't quite put my finger on it. Don't worry, I'll handle that. Um, is Dioth still walking around, or is he joining uh, the under the table, He's, like kids at Thanksgiving party. There are more people in costumes that have entered the room now. So if Diath is among them, you don't know which one he is. Oh, he's still in the thing. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, <in> that, <laughs> damn it, Jared. Uh, <laughs> uh, but at this point in time, among all of you, the the Sun Elf uh, Zentarum Bard uh, Davil comes out of the restroom. It looks like something is not sitting well with his stomach. He seems a little out of sorts, like he ate something off the table that he shouldn't have, or maybe it's his very delicate elven constitution. You can't tell, but he comes over to Istrid and says, "Can we expedite this auction? Get this? I'm not feeling well." <clears throat> they're going to try and steal the stone. Well, I guess then we'll just have to kill them and take it. Uh, not exactly where my mind jumped to first, but... Um, the dwarves are paying us a lot of money. Let's not fuck around. We're in a crowded room, you in imbecile. We can't start that kind of... <laughs> we, were, we can't handle that kind of attention. Did, did, he just call me an imb- did he just call me an imbecile? He says to Istrid. Istrid says, everyone calm down. We're not going to murder anybody unless we have to. This is a business transaction. And she sort of grabs the talisman around her neck, which is the symbol of Joaquin, her god. And uh, she just starts uttering a prayer to Joaquin, um, the god of trade, to get this on. It is this point in time when Andvar comes into the room and taps a glass with a spoon and says, ladies and gentlemen, the auction is ready to get underway. If I could have you join us in the adjacent chamber. I'm going to look at, at Estrid and give her like a, see what I mean? Kind of a look. And, ah, uh, but before you head in, make sure you go to the mm. greeting room to pick up a number sign. If you intend to be bidding on the um, item. Naraya is going to look among uh, Istrid, uh, Davil, and Yagra and see if there's any kind of a, a number sign between all of us. Davil tells Yagra to go get a sign for the group. And he says, 12 if you can swing it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> 
<laughs> Do I hear that? <laughs> oh, probably. But uh, so they will head off. <laughs> Yagra and Davil and Istrid will head off to the auction room and leave you, Sister Narai, to fetch the 12 sign. Very well. Uh, returning to the returning to the table as briskly as I can, <laughs> watching over the shoulder for Yagra and Davil and Istrid. He probably ate something with milk in it or something mm-hmm. like that. Seems like, um, yeah. It's, it's the cheese puffs. I'm going to head back <laughs> and get to go to the table with the little number placards and look for number 12. You see 11 and 13. Just a big sigh. <laughs> <laughs> Up in the distance, you're just... <laughs> My hand will... The hand will go toward 13, think better of it, and get 11 instead. Okay. Uh, yes, and uh, the castle enters will ch- choose the number nine. And uh, the drunken Captain Zord will choose the number eight. Uh, Are we all still, like, kind of under this table? At yes. This point, yes. At this point, I think Dieth can kind of, had kind of wandered over to the table where you're all hanging out underneath it. Just like, like, even the is not. Even is on Jarlaxle's oh. arm now. Oh. Doing a bit, he yes. knows. There's, Dieth knows. Like pretty much everyone's there, so he at least like kind of goes in that direction to kind of reconvene before we get our numbers and go to the auction area. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, and before I forget, Captain Zord will introduce you, Evelyn, to his company for the evening. Uh, two lovely and talented women who perform in the Sea Maidens Fair. Mm-hmm. Evelyn has lots <clears throat> of questions about that. Uh, yes, and uh, uh, one of them is introduced to you as Margot Verida. Uh, she is a musician and an acrobat. And the other one is introduced to you as Kafita Mars. Sorry, Kafita Merzan. Um, uh, I'm sorry. Margot is the is a lyricist, and Kafita is the acrobat. Margo is a lyricist and Kafita is the acrobat. Yes. And uh, he says, I would introduce you, of course, but I don't want to betray your secret identity. I'm very mysterious. Alton, like, pokes his head from the table. He's like, Evelyn, can you come here? We have to talk about something. Evelyn is like, very mysterious. (laughs) I certainly throw stuff. Evelyn, Evelyn. Evelyn throws something (laughs) back at him. Like yes, you've reciprocated. Can, can you come here, please? Strix and Paulton, you see you see feet walk past you, heading toward the auction room, and pretty soon you're just kind of alone under the table, and most of the other people are clearing out of the room. Okay. Um, well, we have to follow them. I don't think we should go in there. I think this is some kind of setup. I'm going in there. Evelyn, don't. If this is a setup, please. Who would be setting it up? I don't know. So Dude, you know, you know oh, for a fact, you know for a fact that this auction was was set up by uh, Lady Rajnar. Lady Rajnar. That's the. That's wait. Who's Lady Rajnar? I forgot. Me too. Black Viper. Huh? Isn't she a Black Viper? That's right. It's a trap. <laughs> it was set up by the Black Viper. It's a trap. I'm just saying. for that one. <laughs> like, Evelyn, just come here, please. 
Uh, Evelyn, Jarlaxle's trying to pull you in the other direction. I will be safe doing what we came here to do. do, you, it, it, do if you go in there, it will not be good. Here's the, here. Are you gonna listen? You gonna listen to him? It would be very awkward for me to just go stand next to a table while everyone else is walking in. That's very <laughs> party etiquette. By now, her voice is so far away, like like fifteen, twenty feet away, that uh, you're not sure she's coming back. Can I like dimension door right in front of her? Sure. Just I'm like, are you fucking serious? Right now? <laughs> Even like, come with me. Come aside, and she's like, there was a plan. Now there's no plan. Now we just have to do something instead of standing by a table and doing nothing. Otherwise, we're, we're going to get killed. We're leaving. I assure so, you, you are quite safe with me. Oh my god! Just, just shut, shut, shut. Because it, it was like, can, can you excuse me so that. You don't have to listen to this whole conversation. Just like three feet. Three feet. Come on. <laughs> this is, it's like, if, if, we, if we go in there, then they'll try to kill us. If we stay here and look weird, they're going to try to kill us. We should go. Don't we want to go to the auction? The auction is in We the have auction. to do the auction. Why? There's Why nothing. Would we, if we leave, what will happen then? There's no stuff. How do you know that? Because I looked around. I maybe it'll appear. Maybe they have a dimension door or something. We don't know that. I just I, together we'll be fine. And if anything else, Strix can just pop us back to the house. This is true. If something bad happens, we can just go back to the house. People wonder why I'm the most disconnected character. Fine. <laughs> Let's go with your little with your little boyfriend here. Uh. Sister Narai, when you get to the uh, circle around back through at the sign and get into the auction room, you can see that uh, Davil and Yagra are sitting side by side. Istrid is sitting next to Kazgrid, and there is a seat between, left between Davil and Istrid for you, sort of the, the middle member of that five-member group. Excellent. Um, Jared, Diaz, you were not sorting with the other ones, right? You kind of avoided their little table party? I don't know how much I was able to avoid. <laughs> I mean, he definitely wasn't. I'm sure Strix yeah. was looking back every two seconds being like, I think it's a trap. Yeah. Uh, basically, would I have been able, Chris and or Jared and or others, would you think I would be able to figure out who Diath is? Because yeah. uh, Narai is of the mind that Diath is the only, like, fairly competent member. If of Narai's if, not wrong. If he didn't look like yes. another half dozen... People dressed similarly, he'd be much easier to identify. If if nothing else, I say because I kind of lagged behind, while everyone else very quickly went to the other room and kind of, I guess, kind of lagged behind for like the other three. Yeah. That might so, so I so, know that the three of you are there. So yeah. you know, uh, forbid, you know, forbidding illness or something like that. I can assume that Dioth is in the room through, pro- through process of elimination. Just looking at how these ma- how these masked and robed figures behave, you can probably conclude which one is Dioth because he's the one who. Wants to not wants to keep the party in view. None so, of the none of the other masked people give two shits about what's happening under the table. But this one, this one masked figure seems concerned. So yeah. so the crosshairs come in on him, and I'm like, ah, oh, motherfucker. So I go. So Narai advances silently as always mm-hmm. on Diaz and and firmly grasps his shoulder with a with a gloved hand and says, Woodrow. Um, 
just leering daggers at him. A stalwart no response. Um, looking at, look, continuing to look at him, just saying, what are you and your catalog of insipid cretins doing here now? Uh, uh, exactly what I'm always doing, making sure we do the right thing. We talked about this last time. Now, who are you working with? And how sure are you that the stone is here in the first place? I'm not working with anyone. Uh, let me just let me just check my memory real fast. <laughs> uh, it's it's a lot of memory. <laughs> also, just a side note: like I don't immediately go in after everyone goes in. Okay. Like I w- did plan to like come back and wrangle Diep at some point, but it can be after this. Yeah, I'm still planning on doing our plan that we talked about, which is when the stone comes out, probably going to misty step next to it and then pick it up and then quick and spell exit. That's my plan. Also, alter self beforehand to look like Manchun. All right. Okay. And I'll pull my mask off like dramatically and be like, boo, and then I'm gone. Would I know who Manchun, would Narai know who Manchun is? Having seen, considering Strix literally said that name directly to her? Uh, yes, you know that Manchun is the mastermind of a, a fragment of the Zentarum that is not associated with your Zentarum group. Those two, there was a schism in the organization. Uh, Manchun is considered to be too extreme, too evil, too corrupt, and too locked into the ways of the past to really be part of the the group these days. And so your group has been actively trying to subvert and or destroy his organization. Okay. Yeah, great. The the Jefferson Davis of Waterdeep there, Mm -hmm. I say. Yeah. Um, Great. I will... uh... I, uh, so, and, and I'll say, uh, and I'll, I'll look at the app and say, of all the people here you could impersonate, do you think that Manchun is the best choice? Uh, I'm not impersonating anyone. Thank you. <laughs> Are you in on your own plan? Nonsense. Amateurs. Um, I'm going to say, um... Watch your back. But I think that we are necessarily enemies here. Not yet. Uh, Diaz will just kind of give like a mask nod. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to... Uh, uh, Narai is going to turn on her heel and... Uh, and head back to uh, Istrid and, and her seat um, where, she, where she will say um, they're going to be in the disguise of Manchun. All four of them are here, Paulton and his ilk. My ilk? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I assume one of them is your bassist or something like that. Yeah. I mean. And uh, Istrid 
sort of shoots a glance past you to uh, Davil and says, do you have counterspell prepared? And he says, no. And she says, hmm. Well, I guess we may have to be preemptive. Um, I'm looking. I'll look at. Uh, I'll look at Istrid with, or Narai looks at Istrid with wide eyes, and says, "Plan B, then." Plan B. <sighs> How did I know it would come to this? Um, and nodding at nodding at a signal at um, Davil and Yagra. Um, she's going to hand the eleven placard to. Um, Istrid. To Istrid, yes, thank yep. you. And 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 kind of awkwardly, as always, edge her way out of the edge her way out of the row, and and get to the edge of the room. Um, and gonna kind of scope things out, see where the employee entrance to the stage is, see if there are any uniforms that people are wearing, uh, see if there are any exits, either not just on this level but out and above. There are two uh, exits from the room. Uh, one leading to the where the food is on display, the other leading toward the greeting chamber. Um, okay. So and so the stage it, oh. and the stage is right between them. And there is there are no doors leading off the stage. It just appears to be Correct. like stairs. It's a up. it's a it's a corner stage with no okay. doors leading off of okay. it. Okay. And the walls are stone. The walls are stone. The doors are the doors are wood, but the walls are stone. Okay. All right. Um, and and everything is sort of magically lit with continual light spells. Excellent. All right. Good. At this good point in time, almost everybody is settled, unless you tell me otherwise. Uh, I wanted to talk to DF before okay. we go in there. I like walk back out, mm-hmm. and like, like the com- like it's there's nothing party. There's nothing like, you know, ju- it, it's it's just a like very stoic stern walk. He just walks up and goes, "Yo." I don't exactly remember why we need this stone or why we're doing it, because you know I don't listen half the time. But whatever the TLDR is, once we do this thing, we're going to do that other thing we talked about. Okay? Remember, there was stuff we were going to look for. Yeah, of course. I haven't forgotten. Good. Great. So if we get out of this alive, once we do this thing, we do that thing. Of course. Cool. Yeah. This, I, cool. I'm, not, I'm not forgetting that or putting you aside. Great. Then he just like walks away, doesn't let him finish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Question, really quick. Yep. Uh, could I animate a bunch of pastries in the shape of a person? <laughs> Only on DCA. <laughs> You wouldn't. You probably don't have a person's amount of pastries on your person. No, I mean around me. Like out in the there's all those pastries. And oh desserts. well, you can do since they're discrete objects. I mean, you can animate as many as the spell allows. So okay. with a if it's a tiny object, you can animate. Let's see. Oh, the spell tells you. Um, you can do. Choose up to ten non-magical objects within range. Okay. And uh, Strix's pastry golem. 
So there you go. So if I twin that, I can get 20. Yeah, assuming you can twin that, <laughs> assuming you can twin that spell, sure. <laughs> All I'm saying is that if I can animate a bunch of pastries and put Manchun's robe over it, mm-hmm. I will just... Now you'll probably have to go back out into where the pastries are to do that. Because right. you have to physically put the robe on your mountain of pastries. Right. Um, all right. And then, well, you, then I... of course, you will, you'll have to take your robe off to get the robe. Well, I can do it like that, you know, like when you're, when you're like changing into a bathing suit and have like a big towel on top of it. And you just can like pull it to the side and just mm-hmm. like so it's underneath sure. the other robe. Sure. But there's the Harlequin mask you have to take off in the hat. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, never mind. I won't do that. It's fine. I'll just die. <laughs> oh, well, well, I guess that's, I guess that's a fine, fine other option. Um, so at this point in time, Andvar uh, takes the stage. Diath, are you staying outside? Uh, no, I'll have uh, grabbed my own number. Okay. Uh, 19. And 19. just go in and go into the uh, auction area. Okay. Uh, you can see people seat, all now seated in their groups with all their numbered placards at the ready to hold up to start bidding. Anvar says, ladies and gentlemen, and he uh, holds out what looks like a bag, and he pulls out of the bag this. Oh, shit, that's it. Oh. Oh, shit, it is here. Um, and says, the Stone of Galore. A sentient artifact that can communicate telepathically with any intelligent creature that attunes to it. Within this stone is a vast archive of knowledge and secret lore not found in the greatest libraries of Faerun. A glossy one-pound stone with three eyes and the ability to perceive its surroundings, the stone harbors the intellect of an ancient and powerful creature called an aboleth, named Golor. Complete with a domineering personality, and a desire to exert its formidable will upon any who attune to it. The bidding will start at 10,000 gold pieces. Uh, you see somebody in the back holds up a number sign, and then an, it goes up to 15. Another sign goes up 20. Another sign goes up 25. Another one, 30, 35, 40. England clutches Jarlaxle's arm. She's like, I don't bid for me, my love. <laughs> Where's my sign? No. Uh, he, he will hold up a sign on, on your command, Evelyn, and raise the bid to 50,000. Uh, then you see um, Lord Castellanter uh, hold his sign up for 55. Istrid, 60. Uh, Jalaxa leans in and says... We do want it pretty badly, don't we? Oh, yes, we do. I did promise to give half of the money to the orphanage of your choice. Mm-hmm. He holds up his sign. And more Bones signs go up. Rolling. Uh, at this point, Strix is going to alter herself under her robes to look like Manchun. <laughs> do I, can I, is there a way for me to, to, to catch Dioth on the way in? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to stop him and say, and say, um, trust me when I say you don't, trust me when I say you don't want this stone. 
Uh, or at least not bad enough to implicate yourself at the level you're about to. As this is happening, Lady Castellanter uh, gets up out of her seat and leaves her husband there with the manservant and makes her way toward the exit. Toward you, Sister Narai, and toward you, Diath. What kinds of people do you think you're dealing with in this room? I know exactly the kind of people I'm dealing with in this room. And as the bidding gets up to 80,000 gold, Lady Castellanter has left the room. Do I take note is of this? Is leave in a yes. huff? No. That's bad. Um, I'm going to look at Diath and just, and, and Nurai will look at Diath and say, see what I mean? Oh, no. Person who, the person who pays the most isn't the one who's going to leave with the stone. It's the last one standing. No, I understand that. I know exactly who that is. This is wrong. All of this is wrong. Yes, do you think that bringing Manchun into it will help things? It'd be funny, though. <laughs> You're yeah. not here. You are now, <laughs> underneath your robes, you are now Manchun. Yay! W- waiting for your moment. Call uh, her off. And she starts, she starts, she leans over to Jarlax and she's like, whatever happens next, just go with it. He holds up. He holds up the sign, and the bidding hits one hundred thousand gold. And there are hushes about the room. Uh, you see a number of other bidders just sort of put their signs in their lap, realizing they are way out of their league. Um, um, and that's when that's when Vic, that's when uh, Istrid holds up the sign, and it becomes one twenty-five. Oh. Uh, uh, hits Darlaxle's shoulder, and she's like, "Don't you think I'm worth $125,000? And starts like screaming. <laughs> oh my god! As she's doing that, Strix is going to cast uh, Thaumaturgy to cause all the lights to go off and all of the doors and windows to close. There are no windows. Um, okay, but there are there are two doors uh, that will basically close the doors after Lady Castellander has left the room. Okay. Um, the other door is already shut. So the lights start to blink out. I'd like everybody to roll initiative. Oh, boy. Cool. Well. Oh, it's 24? 24. Chris, I'm sorry this is how I play Dungeons and Dragons. No, that's, that's totally fine. That's all cool. Holly, what did you roll for Strix? I got a nine. Jared? Eight. Eight. Anna? Fourteen. Fourteen. And Nathan? Twenty-six. Twenty-six. All right. Well, at least one of us. So the lights start blinking rapidly. Paulton, what do you do? <laughs> the lights go out and he just kind of looks around like... Huh. And just keeps sitting. Okay. No, no one's actually, like, fighting or anything. Yep. Sister... This whole time I like to imagine Paul was actually sitting, just like standing up against the back wall. Yeah. Frustration. Just Uh like arms crossed and looks around like, "Eh." (laughs) hmm. Sister Narai, what do you do when the magical lights in the room start to flicker? Okay, so um, uh, I will immediately use two key to cast dark vision. Um, So that's handled. Uh, And then... I'm, uh, are there guards, are there staff, or is it just Anvar? It's just Anvar and the stone on the stage, and then all of the bitters. Man, there are so many reasons I don't like any of this. Uh, all right, so Narai is going to, um... Oh, man. 
Mariah is going to move up toward the side. Is going to okay. So cast cast dark vision. So that's the action, and then move up toward the side of the state, toward the side of the room, toward the stage. So if it's like if we're here, right, mm-hmm. and I assume the exits are like down here yep. and down here, it's going to kind of move up toward not onto the stage, but just like kind of near the stairs, assuming somebody's going to try and right. jump up on that shit. And are you and trying also, to be? Are you trying to be stealthy, so like in the shadows, kind of thing? Uh, if I can, assuming that literally everything is shadows. Yeah. Well, things are getting kind of dark with the lights. Blowing. Lincoln out. Want to make a stealth roll? Sure, that'd be great. Let me make a stealth roll. All right. Uh, let's out here. Oh yeah. Remember that? Remember that die you gave me? Mm-hmm. I just got the D and D symbol. Nice. <laughs> cool. All right. So that's plus eight. So I'm 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 invisible. You blend. All right. Yes. So you disappear into the shadows, very very close to the stage, uh, within almost an arm's reach, you'd say, of Anvar. You know, a bit of a leap in an arm's reach. Doable. Um, Is he within range? And do I have room to say something quick? You sure do. Anvar, take the stone and get out. He says to you. uh, Actually, just sort of turns to the shadow, surprised that your voice is there. It just kind of looks into the shadows to try to see this blurry shape uh, somehow hidden uh, that is Sister Narai and says, I'm just Lady Ross." Lady Esvalie's proxy. I don't want this thing. Um, uh, then let me handle it. That's, that's against the rules. So is turning off all the lights. And, uh... Do you think we're going by the rules anymore? Oh. And I think that's gonna, like, conclude my turn. Probably. Okay, sure. Uh, next up is... Jarlaxle. He sees the blinking lights and he says, I can do one better. And he will cast a spell that envelops the entire chamber in utter darkness. God damn it. Fuck. All right, so it's, that wasn't it's the point. absolutely black in the room. There is nothing anybody can see in the room whatsoever. And Evelyn, you feel uh, Jarlaxle slip free of your grasp. Action force! Uh, next up is Andvar, who stops talking and is in the darkness, he is going to thrust the stone at you, Sister Narai. You feel it press against you. Perfect. And as you Uh, do, you immediately, as soon as you take it, you realize that it's kind of alive, that Mm -hmm. in the darkness it is now speaking to you, and it says, Attune to me! Uh, so that I assume would be a, 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 a save of some kind. Nope. Um, you, you just think it, it really wants you to attune to it, but there's no saving throw. Um, um, attunement isn't something that happens instantaneously. It requires several minutes. Would it take a, would it take a, uh, an action to wrap it in my cloak and just say, in a minute? Well, you have it, but... Okay, yeah, great. You, uh, so, so, yeah, okay. you, so... Um, and nobody can see you because it's pitch black. And everyone here attuned to me, or is it just Narai? I'm sorry. 
can everyone hear? Is it like a baseball oh, announcer going? Oh on no, Zoom? not at all. It seems to be okay, a te- it seems to be a telepathic command. Great, super. All right, and uh, that's that's all that Andvar does on his turn. Uh, next up, let's see. You don't know what they're doing because it's pitch black. Don't know what she's doing because it's pitch black. And then it is his turn. Don't know what he's doing because it's pitch black. Oh, he can't target him because it's pitch black. Um, There is a lot of panic in the room as people start to get up from their chairs and flail their way blindly toward exits. Uh, And then, um, Evelyn, I would like you to make a dexterity saving throw because you're getting knocked and, and pushed around by this crowd making a beeline out of the room. 14. Okay, you find yourself kind of thrown down on the floor and almost trampled by some folks. Not, you don't take any damage. It's more annoying than anything. Excuse me! Uh, but there's a lot of pushing and shoving, and you are sort of one of the uh, people who got knocked down. Uh, so you hit the ground. Uh, uh, the, the women beside you also uh, got bowled over, um, or at least one of them did. And it is your turn, Evelyn. You can't see anything. I can't see anything, but I can sense good and evil. You sure can. I am going to use divine sense to sense what's evil in the room. Okay. You are picking up a powerful force of evil. So powerful, you think it might be a demon or a devil. Whoops. And uh, it is coming from the stage or thereabouts. Okay, so Evelyn in the dark. She just takes a deep breath. There is also other evil in the room, but nothing of that magnitude. She's like, ah, this is why you brought me a new toy. <laughs> and then she just closes her eyes and senses the location of that evil and just winds up and goes straight for it with the, with the light bulb. Okay, um, I'm going to need you to make a attack roll, but at disadvantage because you can't see. Okay. And even when uh, you sort of light up your weapon, you can't see its light. Okay. Uh, 19. And did, what's your other roll? Did you roll, did you roll twice? Okay. Um, then you hit this creature, whatever it is. How does it feel when I hit it? Squishy? Not, not good. It is squishy. Does Ow. it smell anything? It smells of brimstone. Mm. Does it cry out at all? Uh, it hisses. Roll damage. <laughs> I haven't used this in so long. It's just like so nice. And she's using two hands. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be... Okay. It's D10 plus 4 is the base. So 12. But um, I'm assuming this is going to get the radiant damage? Is this... Uh, it will take the radiant damage, yeah. Okay, so 12 plus 2D6. Oh, man. 1 and 5. 
so 18 total. Okay. We're going to use Divine Smite. Okay. Um, which is going to give her, and in fact, she'll do that. I mean, it, she felt that being real evil, so she's going to do it at third level. So that's going to be, what did I just say the total was? 18. 18, okay. Plus, so 13, 21, Nine, thirty, thirty-seven, 30, 37, and plus an extra one because it's a fiend, right? Correct. Plus five. What did I just say? Man, my memory's so bad today. 30. 31? 31 plus seven. So, no, plus five. So, 36. Okay, great. You have a second attack? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> By Thanks. the light of Thunder, even in darkness, ye shall be smited. Is this at a d- disadvantage again? Yes. Oh, man. Okay. 18, though. Okay. That's going to hit. Okay. Next person, by the way, is going to be DF. <laughs> While I add up my damage. Yep. <laughs> uh, let's see. 14 plus... Uh, 32 plus 56. Great. Did you say 56? 56. All right. So 37 plus 56. First level. Those were good rolls. What? Got it. Got it. Okay, so uh, it hisses. Um, oh, I didn't. I didn't account for improved divine smite. That gives me one more. Add four. <laughs> Thank you. Got it. And then, uh, right before DF acts, there is some blood that splashes on you, Sister Narai. You think it must have come from Anvar. Um, oh it's warm God. and wet, but he he just got skewered or by something or other. And then, as you are momentarily distracted by that, uh, D.F., what do you do? So, I was one of the last people to enter in. Yes. Um, and when I was in there, did I see any other exits or anything from this room? There was one other exit besides the one you're standing in front of, and that's on the other side of the stage. Damn it. All right, but for the most part, most people entered in through this side? Absolutely all of them okay. did. And um, Lady Castellanter, she went out the one... Behind you. Uh, yeah, okay. So basically, knowing she went that way and knowing just based on familiarity, I'd assume most people would panic and try to run back this way as well. Mm-hmm. I am going to kind of like slink my way out of that room. Yeah. Be in that hallway near that entrance, waiting for people to come out. Once you step out of the room, you're no longer in the darkness. Great. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to step out that way and basically watching that doorway for anyone to come out. And if I happen to see anyone... Uh, holding the stone of galore, I'm just going to, like, bump into them. Okay. Sister Narai, a creature attempts to grab you. Uh, Is it still dark? It is still pitch black, so you can't see it. It has advantage on its attack roll, and it rolled a nat 20. Uh, So um, it grabs you, and when it does... It's like its whole body is covered with barbed spines, and it just tries to impale you on its body as it hugs you. Rude. You can also feel spines on its arms. 
and uh, long, long hands that coil around you. So it does uh, a total of 16 points of damage, and you are grappled by it. Okay, great. And it says something to you in Infernal, but you probably don't know what that is. Um, And then a... Something something akin to a fireball goes off in the room. Everybody must make dexterity saving throws. Oh, that wasn't me. Everybody? Except DF. Dexterity saving, you said? Yep. Anyone who's close to me can get my aura. I don't know if anyone is. Plus five. I'm not. Plus I rolled a dexterity saving throw just for fun anyway, because I'm really good at it. <laughs> yeah, I rolled a natural 20. So oh, no. Record. Uh, what is that all added up? What's the range of the aura? What do you mean? I think that one is 10. Let me check. Oh, yeah, 10, 10 feet. feet. Am I within 10 feet? No. Okay, then it's a dirty 20. Okay. All right. I, uh, I, this, I is, this is a 17. dexterity save? Yeah, this is a dexterity save. And the okay. saving DC is 15. 18. We good. Okay, if you saved successfully, you take 24 points of damage. No. If you failed, you take 48. And the save was what, sorry? 15. Got it. And if you're tiefling, you take half of that. And if oh, you're that's tiefling, right. Well, actually, you take a less, you take not quite half because some of it is actually radiant damage. Um, oh. Never mind. So do I take if, radiant if, if you're a tiefling, yes, you do. If you're a tiefling, you would take... Uh, sorry, did you save, Holly? Uh, I did, yes. So uh, you would take 36. Uh, no, that's not... Sorry, nope, 12. Okay. Yeah. And after that goes off, another spell goes off. Can I counterspell this? I don't know what's happening. No, you can't because <laughs> you, you can't see it. God damn it. Um, all right. I'm, just, I'm, I'm in the darkness going, It's real, man, Shoon! <laughs> I'm real Manchun! Oh, shit. Am I really Manchun? I'm right. having a crisis. Another explosion goes off. I'd like everybody, again, to make dexterity saving throws if you're in the room. The save DC is 14. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't make it this time. Not 26. Okay. Wait, nice. aren't I lucky now? What? Uh, 19. Are you a halfling? Um, 19. Okay. Strix? I got an 18. Okay. Uh, so it sounds like all of you made it. So you I will, did not. Um, okay. Uh, you take 36 points of damage, Evelyn. And everybody else takes 18 except Strix, who takes 9. Ow! So 18 for Paulton, 18 for Sister Narai, 9 okay. for Strix. I don't know if it's real man shooting anymore. All right. Uh, and then another spell goes off. Oh no, it's him! Paul's <laughs> just standing in the back as this is all happening. He's just. Yep. <laughs> all right. Uh, that, 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 that. That's not going to do it. Yeah. Um, and uh, suddenly there's a lot of sound like people kind of hitting the floor, um, just toppling over. But none of you are affected. Uh, but a lot of the screams of panic have stopped like that as people just suddenly collapse. But Diaz, that's when people start to pour out of the room. Uh, throw, in some cases, throwing off their garb, 
uh, to reveal their true faces in a panic, looking for an exit as they run past you, but none of them look familiar. A few of them still have their garb on, but it's, they're disheveled or their masks have come off and all that kind of business. Uh, and then uh, one of the women, one of the young women who was in the company of that uh, gregarious sea captain uh, comes out. She's got a boa around her neck, not a snake, but a, a feather mm-hmm. boa. And, and she also looks around uh, for the exit as well, but doesn't go too far. She sort of turns back to the darkness to see if anybody else she knows emerges. Mm. Chris, I have resistance to damage from spells. Okay. So you would take half damage from each of those. Okay. And so also real quick, uh, Narai has evasion. Yep. Um, well, that's I, important. Is that, is that yes. If you, is that evasion, compromise? if you have evasion, you would take no damage from any of them. Precisely. Cool. Okay, thank you. All right. Um, in that case, I just took the 16 damage from yep. uh, the, the, the gnarly bear hug. Correct. Strix, what uh, do you do? Okay. Well, I'm going to dispel this darkness. Well, first, I'm not going to be Manchun anymore because I think real Manchun's found me out. Okay. So. When you dispel the darkness, you see all the chaos around you. Ah! Um, Victoro uh, Castellanter is there. You see that the tip of his cane is glowing red, the ruby tip. He I is, immediately look at him and I go, oh my God, he's going to steal the stone. And then the tiefling with him turns to you and gives you an angry look. Uh, you see that Sister Narai is in the grasp of a barbed devil. Oh, that's yours. I thought it was barbed. If it's barbed, I like that a lot yeah. more. Uh, and so uh, this devil has him impaled and okay. in his clutches. Anvar I, is I, lying I, oh dead God. or unconscious on the stage with Jarlaxel standing over him. Jarlaxel's rapier bloodied. Okay. Um, and you can see no sign. Oh, and uh, of the Zentarum members, uh, you can see that as soon as the darkness drops... The, the sun elf begins to cast a spell. Oh, God. And it's your turn. Uh, well, uh, okay. you, saw, you saw the movement left after you dispel it. Um, and, there are right. bu- oh, and there are a bunch of people sleeping on the floor. They got hit by, okay. a, they got hit by a sleep got spell. It. All right. Well, my concern is that devil. And I look at the devil. I know that I make eyes with the candle and it's first like, neener. Because they can't hurt me. <laughs> neener. So I make like neener eyes at them like, mm. And then I look at the barb devil and I yell at it in Infernal. And I say, why would you be slaves to these masters when you could serve under one who's stronger than them? And I intimidate him to let go. The devil? Sister Narai. Yeah. Does the devil look at all? Uh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I intimidate him. Can I use a bonus action? Uh, not only on your turn. Okay. Uh, you can use a reaction off turn. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, so make an intimidation check against the barbed devil. It's 24. <laughs> Big yikes. Um, now, normally, this devil is completely under the thrall of the individual who summoned it, in this case, Lord Castellanter. However... Strix, you sense the intervention of a powerful evil force that that lends such weight to your words that the voice coming out of your mouth is completely unrecognizable to you. Oh, no! Oh, God. 
didn't want that. Oh, God. Uh, and is speaking in a language you have never spoken before in your life, something akin to a dark speech. Ooh, and as, as you speak to this devil, cracks in the walls of the oh. room appear. And Oof. the devil almost looks like it's going, it starts to be bleed black pus out from pores in its skin as it releases. And as soon as it does, it sort of sighs with relief that it wasn't split in half. And Sister I hope Mariah, everyone in the room's just as fucked up as I am over this. When when Victoro sees that, you see the his little light on the end of his cane just kind of go out. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I guess I just look at them all and I just say, "Get out!" And uh, Sister Nora, you are no longer being held, and that's Strix's action, which brings us back to the top. Holy with shit! Paulton. What was that? Paulton. Uh, you don't know what came out of Strix's mouth, but if you never hear those words again, you, it'll be too soon. I was just trying to be spooky, not that spooky. And you can see that her shadow behind her on the wall has this dreadful fiendish countenance that just sort of subsides back into her normal form when she's done. Okay. So, Hellspeed, <laughs> fiend, shadow, cracks in the wall, black blood pus, Paul just kind of hoist himself off the wall mm-hmm. and just like walks out the door <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> steps over steps daintily over all the unconscious people on the floor and makes his I'm way outside uh, DF you see Paulton emerge alright what the hell is that uh, <laughs> I like put a hand on his shoulder he's like we're all rooting for you buddy <laughs> And just keeps walking. <laughs> uh, as you keep walking, there is a servant standing there with a plate. You can just sort of grab a wine cup off of mm-hmm. the plate as you go. Yep. Uh, Sister Narai. Okay, 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 okay. I have you, a thing. You for have it. the stone. Yes, very much so. So I, I need to kind of diagram this for a second. Um, so Paulton has like left a lot the of building. light happening. No, 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 I got you. Okay. So there's a lot of light happening here. So I, uh, I wanted yep. to kind of double check something here. Sure. So, so here's the light, right? Yep. Here's the corner stage, uh-huh. right? Yeah. The demon, I moved up the side next uh-huh. to the wall yep. and was like, yo, give me the thing. Uh-huh. The demon grabs me facing the wall. Yeah. And then the light that's being cast from behind him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Shadows. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm on here? Okay. You got shadows. And I just got dropped. Yes. And I'm just going to whoop, shadow step. Okay. Um, and try and appear in the midst of the crowd or in the doorway or just anywhere away from the stage that isn't lit. Do you have to appear in a location you can see? Uh, uh, can I see any other Yeah, you can locations? see shadow. You can see like locations. I'm just curious to know how, what, the, what it actually says. It says, so it says, uh, when you are in dim light of darkness, blah, 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 you can teleport up to 60 feet to an unoccupied space you can see that is also in dim light or darkness. Yes, so you can, there is is some shadows cast by the open doors. You could basically get out of the room into the doorway of the other room. If If I can mix with the screaming, escaping crowd. Yeah. All right. Uh, Make a stealth check against Diath's perception check. Sweet, can do. Good luck on this one, buddy. Thanks, bud. <laughs> you too. 
Uh, my stealth check is a is a twenty one. Oh, my perception is a twenty four. Oh, Diath, you see <laughs> Sister Narai, and she has the Stone of Golor in her clutches. Great. So as she's like coming out with the rest of the crowd, trying to like get away, Can I it, like this is like a lump under my cape. I wouldn't feel like I'd be like, got it, we're well, good. Yes, like, you know, like yes. a like a NASCAR trophy. Yeah. I, I I do that thing. It's a very I, high perception. I, I do that thing where I actually get in the way. Room's like oop, it's and like kind of like force her to kind of like bump into me with such force that we both go tumbling kind of over. Mm-hmm. And during that is when I make my attempt to sleight of hand the stone off of her. Uh, I'm going to make a dex check to not do I'm going to say that that's fair. Um, you can each make, um, if, you, if you both have sleight of hand, you can make contested sleight of hand checks. Uh, I don't. I just have dex. Okay. Or would that be strength? Make, you can choose strength if you want. I'm going to choose dex. Okay. My sleight of hand is also really good. Pretty good! I got a 24. 24. 26. Shit. Damn! Nice! I got right. plus 15. Okay. Uh, so you, you swindle it away from him. In the tumble that you orchestrate, you swindle the stone away from him. Uh, Sister Narai, or her, I should say. Sister Narai, you realize right away that he's, he's slipped the stone out of your possession. Um, I'm going to look at him. And all you've done at this point is, was that an action to move, to shadow step? That was an a- it was a bonus action. So you still have your action. Shadow step is a bonus action, and I get advantage in the first melee attack I make before the end of the turn. Great. What do you want to do? I am going to try and use a uh, a non lethal attack. Um, uh, what do we have here? Hang on, hang on. I'm looking for something specific. Yeah, this is an all out stat war right here. We're gonna wrap up soon, just so everybody knows. Yeah. Hey, all right, great. So I rolled a high roll of 17 plus my attack bonus, which is a plus 8, 25 to hit Diaz. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's going to hit. Stunning strike. Boom. Okay, and he has to make a saving throw, correct? Yes, constitution saving throw. And he's going to take damage, right? Uh, yes, that is accurate. So I'm going to roll damage yeah. and he can roll the throw. With damage, uncanny dodge! Uh, so yes, you can reduce the damage by half, definitely. Uh, in that case, then you just take, uh, you, it would be, uh, do you round up or down? Because it's down, seven damage. Down, down. So three. Okay. So whap, uh, you get So basically I'm just going to pop up, I'm going to sock you in the jaw. Right. Yeah. And, and now, then, constitution uh, saving throw. Uh, Damn, sister. 14? Um, my, what is my thing? I have it right here. It is. Oh, Jesus. Uh... Uh, my key. Oh, uh, DC sixteen. All right. So you you're stunned. The stone clatters on and rolls across the floor. Um, we're gonna do. Oh. I'm gonna do a cartoon oh. style like fling myself at the I, stone. Wait. You know what? Sorry. I know we're like just PVPing our stats so bad. No, no, no. Do it. Do it. Do it. I need this more than ever. I'm using my human determination to give myself advantage on that saving throw. Roll again. <gasps> I love this. Make this another. Is- make another roll. I don't so think I understand this. how badly I need this stone, Brooks Donahue. All right. <laughs> Jared, are you? <laughs> yeah, good question. Oh, shut up. 17. Yo! Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes! Right. 16 plus all about this, man. Okay. 
so you, it does not go tumbling off. You do manage to hold onto it. Uh, um, I'm so into this. Yes. Gosh. Strix, help! Strix, help. Strix, Strix is in the other room just pissing herself. No. Nope. Okay. Uh, next up is Jarlaxel. He will stride out of the room, look down on Diath, and hold out his hand for the stone. Ugh. No. You see his rapier dripping blood on the floor, but p- pointed down. But he was my date. <laughs> there is a signal for escape. You, you remember that? the I'm, escape? I thought I just shouted it. Did you? <laughs> what do you do, Diath? I'm outside and probably at least. Um, yeah, you see it. It's like, why is anyone surprised? That's helpful, Paulton. Yeah, well. Um, <laughs> he doesn't Paulton. say anything. Yeah, Paulton is nearby though, right? Yeah, he's behind Drist right now. Or not Drist, uh, Jarlaxle. Yeah. Well, he's just like sitting legs swinging on a table, sipping wine. Yeah. <sighs> well... Uh Oh man. Evelyn is nowhere near this, right? Correct. She's still in the room. Hack- hacking at a devil. Mhm. Uh DF is not going to give it to him. Uh-oh. Can't. Yell the signal. All right. Give it to him. That's where we'll stop. Uh, <gasps> no. Wow. How far off was that from what you expected? It to was, I was not expecting really anything. I knew what the bad guys were going to do. Of course, oh, okay. I had no, no rational reason to understand what would happen when they came into contact with you. Um, so everything was, okay. everything was completely unexpected. Uh, so we're, we, have to, we have to wrap this up. So I want to thank... Brooks, for joining us. Brooks, I don't know what your schedule is like next week. If you can't join us, I understand perfectly. If you can, you're more than oh, welcome. I will beg my boss to PTO it. Okay. <laughs> my best. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. And we loved having you. And Sister Narai is such a treat. And No, you. Thank you so much. It's, so much, it's such a treat and privilege to be here. So thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. I really, really appreciate it. and had a great time playing with you guys, as always. The, uh, Yay. Just so everybody knows... Uh, Jared is going to be on the C team tomorrow. Want to talk about a little bit about that? Yeah. So tomorrow over on the Acquisitions Incorporated C team, I'll be uh, showing up over there. Let me find all my information for it, which I currently cannot. Good job, Jared. Uh, that's fine. Uh, so that'll be happening tomorrow. I believe it starts at 334 I want to say, over on the Penny Arcade Twitch stream, uh, where DS will be showing up over there and joining all the others. Uh, so be sure to come on by for that. Plus, if you watch and donate uh, any kind of bits during the stream, you can help give DS a boon to help give him an extra power or ability or uh, advantage roll during the stream. Plus, all those bits go to charity. So yeah, come by tomorrow and watch me do that. And what timeline is this? <laughs> it'll be it'll be after the auction. Okay. Uh, vague, vaguely, shortly after the auction. Fair. Yeah. It's, yeah. 
there, there might be some things we'll have to do depending on how next week's episode plays out. Well, <laughs> I could be dead. <laughs> <laughs> it may not be the real Diath who shows up on the C team. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. We'll, we'll have to see. Why, did you have, why do you have a mustache and weirdly thick <laughs> Why didn't, like, why wasn't Jarlaxle scared of the whole, like, devil business? That was scary. Not to him. I feel like he's seen this oh. shit before. He's seen everything before. He's he, like Gary from Dep- college? Holy oh shit. Oh my god. Drow, drow consort with demons, and demons are even worse than devils. That's fair. Well, Strix had never seen it before and was upset. Mm. Well. We have an announcement. Yes. We're going to be at PAX East. Oh boy. We will be there doing a panel, a signing, appearances at Idol Champions, a live game on the main stage. And we will be selling our merch. We'll have more of our pins that we ran out of last time, our Everything's Fine waffle pins. We'll have our shirts, and we'll have some new merch, which we have yet to reveal. So I hope that you all will come say hi to us. And also thank PAX for constantly having us as guests. We really appreciate it. All right. If there are no further announcements... Uh, Yes, Brooks. Ah, um... Uh, people are still asking who Brooks Donahue is. There's a Reddit AMA about that. Uh, <laughs> if you want me to do a follow-up one, I guess I can. Because and w- not much and where would they find but such a, a Reddit, Jared? Ooh, good question. Great question. <laughs> well, you can find all that kind of information, including additional discussion, fan art, and theories over at r slash Dice Camera Action. And I'm going to spam that link. Spam that link. Do it up. Also, I I help run a LARP. It's called Spite. It's in Washington State. If you want to come, it's happening at the end of the month. Uh, Come play with us because it's crazy and post-apocalyptic and intense. And if you like Starship Troopers, you will like this LARP. But I don't know if that's that's awesome. That's just fun. And I guess the last thing I'll say is on behalf of the Isle Champions crew, uh, they just added in Lady Viper as an unlockable character. And they actually base it off of uh, Vivka's appearance as Lady Viper from Dice Camera Action. So, yep. In a sense, you can also get uh, Lady uh, the Black Viper to show up within your party along with the rest of the Dice Camera Action crew. Awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, then. Then that's a wrap for this week, folks. Sorry to run long. I'm going to try to keep it to an hour and 45 going forward. But uh, mm-hmm. when shit goes down, shit goes down. Yeah. <laughs> goes down hard. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be back next week. Until then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week, happy hunting. Happy hunting.